Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co. Good morning. How are you? Good. You guys want to have some fun? I had fun during worship today. Let's have fun during the message. I'm going to have fun bringing it. The Lord's going to have fun teaching it to you, and I want you to have fun receiving it. You know, you guys better be hearing from the Lord, because someday I'm going to worship so hard up here, I'm not going to have a voice when I get up here. And so all I'm going to be able to do is just pass the mic on to you. So it's going to happen at some point in time, so be ready. You know, you want to know, it's true, you want to know um, if the Lord's moving in a, in a church, in a body, you know, see if the pastor and the worship leader can sit down for a service and see the move of God go forth. That's called discipleship, you know? So I want to honor you, and I want to honor you. What I want to honor even more so is the work of God in your lives as leaders and the work of God in this church. So Father, we thank you for that. You know what the Lord wants to do? He always does. He wants to bring freedom. You believe that? He wants to bring freedom. So let's just invite him to do so. We'll say it together. And what we're going to say is, Lord, set me free. You ready? Lord, set me free. That's really good, isn't it? Cool. We'll turn to Ecclesiastes. (laughs) Third chapter, verse 1. Let's have fun with it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. As you turn there, let me ask you this question. What is your favorite season? Talk to me. Right after Proverbs. I think I might have heard them all, but summer was definitely getting hated on a little bit. I think fall won. So it's cool to think about seasons. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about seasons. We're going to talk about the natural seasons a lot. We're also going to talk about the seasons of the Spirit of God in our lives and draw some, draw some parallels between the two. So Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Verse 2, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to Pluck what is planted. Now, the, the, the author here goes, goes on and on through about the next eight verses about how there's a time and there's a season for, for every purpose under heaven. And I really want to bring that out very, very early here because we don't go through seasons without purpose. It doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. Every season that we're in has incredible purpose. Pastor Alex, you said something earlier that I thought was incredible. Our responsibility is to, is to see what the Lord's doing and respond to it. See what the Lord's doing and move with it. And so let's think about our four seasons and how we do that. Think about summer. What do you do in summer? Talk to me. Come on, y'all. You're gonna have to be with me here. Cook, swim. Stay cool, relax. Kids are off school. Moms pray for great grace during summer, right? What do you do during fall? Hunt. 
All right, yeah. I should have known, Lord. I should have seen that one coming. If you're me, I watch the leaves change colors. Right? And we, there's things we do in spring. Spring's when we plant. Spring's when we watch things grow. Thing, spring is when we watch things come to life. And winter is when we make snow angels and snowmen and hunt and hunt some more. So it's, it's, it's incredible, y'all. I mean, think about this. We have very specific things that we do. You know, call it work, call it play, call it activities, call it the way we adjust our lives depending on what season God has given us in nature. And why do we do that? We do that because we recognize what season we're in and we understand fighting against it is worthless. Do you guys hear that? We recognize what season we're in and we recognize that fighting against it, we will not win. And so we, we see it and we move with it. We see it and we respond to it. We see it and we join it. We see it and we embrace it. Here is your, your title, title lovers. Seasons. Understand, embrace, enjoy. Cool? So we, 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 we do a pretty good job, church, especially those of us that hunt, which is not me. We do a pretty good job of enjoying the seasons. But what I really want you to hear out of the gate is the reason we do a good job with that is because we have a keen awareness of what season we're in, what the dynamics are of that season, what the purpose is of that season. And for the most part, we move with it very well. What I want you to hear is it's the same with spiritual seasons in our lives. The Lord gives us pictures in the natural of the spiritual all the time. And maybe where he does it more than anywhere else is in creation. So what the Lord wants us to get really good at is doing the same thing in the spirit. Doing the same thing with the seasons of God in our lives and what he's trying to accomplish. We're gonna talk about very, two very specific seasons today. But I wanna read you a passage out of Matthew first. And this is in, it'll be up on the screen for you. This is Matthew 16, one through four. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. It says, then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said, when it's evening, you say, it'll be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it'll be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. You hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of of the times, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. No sign shall be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. You hypocrites, you know how to discern the sky. Basically, you know how to have a, a, a conversation with nature and weather, you know how to interpret it. You know what it means. You know how to respond to it. Much like we talked about the seasons a moment ago. But you miss the spiritual season. You miss a visitation. You miss the move of God right in front of your face. You hypocrites, right? So the Lord wants to, to use the natural and use it to bless us in a spiritual way. Now we talked about how we do well at embracing the seasons and how we move with them. What happens if we don't move with them? 
Let's talk about the opposite. Let's talk about what might be contrary, which would be you on the beach, hopefully not in a bikini, but maybe in the middle of winter. In a snowstorm. Not good, y'all. Right? Not good. What if, we're, what if we're trying to see the leaves change in spring? What if we're planting crops or flowers in the dead of winter? What if we're looking for things to bloom in fall? It doesn't work, does it? What if we're wearing a parka and a beanie or a toboggan, whatever you call it, depending on who you are, snowshoes and wool socks in the heat of summer? We're gonna be miserable. Why? Some of you guys do that. You have weird dress habits. We're gonna be miserable. Why are we gonna be miserable? Because we have not recognized what season we're in and we've refused to move with it. We've refused to respond to it rightly. The same is true in the spirit. And so we don't wanna be like these guys who got it in the natural and missed it entirely with the Lord. We want to get it in both realms. The two seasons I want to talk, the Lord wants to talk to us about today are a season of justification and a season of sanctification. Big words, y'all. You want to say them together? Justification. Justification. I love an active church. Sanctification. Sanctification. Justification. Sanctification. Now, I started off with the seasons very intentionally. I don't want you to lose that picture. I don't want you to stop thinking the entire time we're having this conversation about spring, summer, fall, winter. Okay? Don't lose that. And so now we've moved from four seasons and we're going to narrow in on two seasons. But the realities stay the same. The principles stay the same. So, what season are we in in the natural? Does anybody want to disagree? No, right? There's not a person in the room that doesn't understand what the season is in the natural. So I'll ask you this question. What season are we in? In the spirit. Are we in a season of justification? Are we in a season of sanctification? Are we in a season of both? Or you have no idea what those words mean, so you don't know. And that's okay. That's why the Lord brought the message. That's okay. Like, let's grow together. If I asked for a show of hands, I bet that I would be willing to bet, and I'm a betting man, some would say justification. Some would say sanctification. Some would say both. And some would say, Brandon, I have no clue what those words even mean. And so I want to take something, some of those Christianese, and I want to break them down this morning with incredible simplicity. Lord, help me do it in a way that we can walk away and we can understand just like it's summer, what season it is with the Lord, what he's trying to do and how we can move with it. So let's start with definitions as I often do. Let me help you answer that question. Maybe after I explain them, your, your thought on what season it is will shift and change. Justification. There are fancy long definitions that I could give you for both of these words. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give you the simplest definition that I could possibly think of for justification to be made right with God. Did you guys get it? Justification, to be made right with God. Where you're innocent, 
where there's nothing between you, where God's not disappointed with you because there's nothing for him to be disappointed with, where you're righteous, where you're unified and there's nothing that hinders the relationship. You are right with God. You are justified. So to be made right with God, sanctification, to become like God. You guys hear it? Did you get it? Is that simple? Justification, be made right. Sanctification, to become like God. The process of taking on the character and the nature of God. Okay? Do you guys see that? Again, like, yeah, Brandon, that's not the whole thing. You missed some of it. Yep, I got it, I got it, I got it. Get over it. The Lord told me to be simple. Okay? So that's what we're talking about for the rest of the time. A season in our lives where we're made right with God and a season in our lives where we, we become like God. We take on his character. We take on his nature. We're, we're transformed into his image. Now, let me give you a couple of scriptures. Let me give you a, a scripture on justification and a scripture on sanctification, okay? For justification, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and it says, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him, okay? And your scripture for sanctification is Romans 8, 29, which talks about us being predestined, whom he foreknew, he also predestined, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. It is why we were created, y'all, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That scripture defines the sanctification process. That's what it means. So I've been, I've, I've been, I've been, slow and hopefully incredibly clear so that when I say justification and sanctification moving forward in this message, you'll know what I mean, okay? So those two sound similar. There are differences and they have a very unique relationship. So let me make a couple of statements to help you understand the relationship between the two. Justification happens in a moment. Amen. Sanctification is a process that happens over the course of our entire lives justification, being made right with God happens in a moment of time and stands forever. Sanctification is a process, a journey that we go on with the Lord that lasts our entire lives. Okay? Key difference, y'all. We, we have to understand. And here's, here's, this is critical as well. We are justified so that we can be sanctified. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. This is, I'm laying a foundation here. We are justified so that we can be sanctified. We are made right with God so that we can become like God. If you flip the order on those, you no longer have Christianity. Okay, don't get too heavy. We're having fun. I'm just teaching you here, okay? Justification that leads to sanctification is Christianity. Sanctification that leads to justification is religion. That's good. I'm going to say it again, boss. <laughs> justification that leads to sanctification is Christianity. Sanctification that leads to justification is religion. It will kill us. It will destroy us. 
it will ruin us. It will burden us. And it will make us something that those that are lost have absolutely no desire to be. It's religion. So we have to keep the order right. Sequence has never been more important than it is right now in this conversation. So let me ask you and give you guys a chance to answer. What season are we in? Spiritually. I thought I heard you, but you weren't quite bold enough for me. What season are we in? Sanctification. Sanctification. If we're believers, if we're his, that's exactly right. If we're his, the season is sanctification. You know why the season is sanctification? Because justification is long gone. Do you guys see that? We have to get to a place in our lives. We have to get to a place as believers and Christ followers. We have to get to a place as a church where we stop having the justification conversation. And we let it go. It's as gone as spring is this year. Summertime. Sanctification time. I'm letting some things see, sink in, y'all, because these are deep truths and I don't want to rush them. Okay? I want to rush them. So we are in a season of sanctification. Now we talked about earlier messing up the seasons and, and, and being in one season and trying to live in another season. And I think our biggest hang up with being in a season of sanctification is we don't understand the purpose, right? Even for those of us that have clarity, which hopefully now is all of us that we're in a season of sanctification, we don't understand the purpose of sanctification. And we wanna make the purpose does James like the message? Is he excited? We want to make the purpose of sanctification justification. We want to become more like God so we can be more right with God. And it's broken, y'all. We might as well have, as plant flowers in the dead of winter if we're going to do that. There's no life on it. It is not the Lord. We have to let the purpose of the season of justification be what it is. And the purpose or the purposes of the season of sanctification be what they are. And the purpose of sanctification is not justification. Do you see that? So we have to come to a moment in our lives where we realize that the season of justification is a past event. We called it a moment right? For me, that moment really happens in two places. It happened at the cross and it happens the moment that we open our arms and we invite all that the cross and the resurrection are into our lives. When we put our trust in Jesus, the season of justification happens and it rushes in in a moment and we have an encounter with the living God where he washes over us and he makes us innocent with him and he cleans us and he makes us pure and he establishes us as innocent forever. Forever. In a moment of time. Season over. It's incredible, y'all. It's an incredible season. It's just a short one. Let me, let me explain what I mean. The work of justification is very speedy. The fruits of justification are never ending. You see that? 
But the work of the season and the purpose of the season is accomplished in our lives. Okay? So we've, we've moved on to sanctification. We are moving on. Hopefully, the Lord is going to help us with this message. Move on completely and entirely to a season of sanctification. Turn over to Matthew 23, 4. Let me show you what happens if we don't. If we're wearing our coat in the middle of summer. If we're planting crops in the middle of winter. If we're trying to watch the leaves change in spring. Here's what happens. Matthew 23, verse four. For they bind heavy burdens, talking about the Pharisees. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. If we make our sanctification about justification, we are trying to bear a burden we cannot bear and carry a load we cannot carry. And if we put that on others, we are crushing them. And we are not giving them the gospel. You know, if the Lord's been showing me anything over the last couple of years, it's this, Brandon, the gospel, it's really good news. It's really good news. It's not burdensome. It's not tiring. It's not exhausting. It's not striving. We just sang it. It's freedom. It's light. It's restful. But not if we're stuck in spring when it's summer. And not if we're stuck on justification when we're supposed to be focused on sanctification. And we put it this way to you. Spring makes summer possible. Justification makes sanctification possible. Not the other way around, right? Spring also has to come to a close before summer can begin. And the same with all the other seasons. Justification comes to a close completely before sanctification can begin. What am I saying? You're righteous. If you know him, if you're his, if you've had that encounter with the Lord where he's rushed in and all that he is is collided with all that you are. <laughs> you're righteous, completely righteous. One of, my, one of my favorite questions to ask people, you know, in the last year, probably. Tell me how right you are with God. Yeah, about a three. This week's been rough. You know, last week was better. Maybe about a six on a scale of one to 10. You know, and it's so freeing when you say, is, is your righteousness based on you or is your righteousness based on Christ? Because if your righteousness is based on Christ, you are a 10, a 10. Y'all, I told this to my dad several months ago when we were in the hospital and he was recovering from his stroke. And now almost every time you talk, you know what he says to me? How you doing, dad? I'm a 10 today. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. That's it. That's it. And when you live there and you stop striving and the work of God, the transformative work of the spirit of God in your life is from a place of freedom instead of a place of fear, it changes everything. Yes. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it many times. You are no more right with God right now than you will be. You will not be any more right with God on the day that you see him than you are right now. Because Jesus will not be any more right with the Father God on the day that you see him than he is right now. And your righteousness is either based on you or it's based on him and his finished work. So only when we have right perspective 
of the last season, can we understand and embrace this season? Only when we understand justification can we embrace and enjoy sanctification. That is the relationship. Oh, I pray that it helps you, church. It helps me incredibly. Sanctification is not for justification. Justification is for sanctification. We have been made right with God so that we can become like God, not the other way around. Is that a good start? Yeah. All right, let me give you a picture. This is from John Piper. I listened to a message from John Piper the other day, which I don't do a lot, but I kind of stumbled across it and then he captured me. And so I listened to the message and this is what he said, talking about this process right here. How do we really view justification? And he said, we're gonna view it one of two ways. We are either, we've, we've done something wrong. We're in a courtroom. We're, we're in front of a judge. He has the, the ability and the authority or she to condemn us or set us free. And that is gonna go one of two ways. The judge is either gonna say, ah, we're gonna sit on this one. Come back in two years. Go out, live your life, right your wrongs, make better decisions. Come back in two years, we'll see how you did, and then we'll have the trial at that point in time. And if I'm honest, y'all, most of my life, most of my Christian life, that's how I've lived it. If I'm honest. Ah, oh, Lord, he said, ah, oh, let's wait. Let's give it some time. Let's see how you do, kiddo. And then I'll let you know what the verdict is. And I think most people that call themselves Christ followers live right there. As opposed to the judge saying, charges dropped, free to go. I'll never see you again. Not in this capacity, not as judge and jury. Go live your life, make better decisions, be free, enjoy, do the right thing. Be a law abiding citizen because you're free. different. They're opposite ends of the spectrum. So last question that we'll kind of close with. If if the goal, if the purpose of the season of sanctification is not to make us right with God, what is it? It's fair, isn't it? It's fair because I'm not gonna live with that purpose. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna read the word of God with a purpose to be made right with him. I'm not gonna pray so that I can be right with God. I'm not going to deny myself so I can be right with God. I'm not gonna serve my wife so I can be right with God. I'm not gonna nurture my children so I can be right with God. I'm not going to break free from addiction so I can be right with God because that's already been done. That's already been done. So that can't be my purpose. If that's my purpose, I'm wearing a coat in summer and I'm planting flowers in winter. I'm broken. I've, I've missed the season if that's my purpose. So we need purpose for sanctification. And as with the natural seasons, we don't get to define those, y'all. That's the fathers. That's the fathers to do. So what, why is the father so passionate about conforming us into the image of his son? I got four things. I'll tell you. I got four things. And listen, there's probably more. But if I give you 14, you know how many you're going to walk away with? None. Okay? The first is intimacy. The Father wants to conform you and I to the image of Jesus, 
because he wants to have intimacy with us. The Lord wants us to come close, right? And we try to make this so spiritual, y'all, and sometimes I don't think that it is, right? The more that Michael Wallace and I value the same things, the more, the more like-minded we are, the more camaraderie that we have, the more that what matters to me matters to him and vice versa, I say, come on in a little closer. I like you. We have a lot in common. That's how it works, right? That is how it works in relationships. That oneness, unity, like-mindedness is a wide open door for intimacy. Right? Amos tells us that. You know, how can, two, how can two walk together in unity unless they agree? Agreement is the key. Becoming like him is the key. Seeing the way that he sees, thinking the way that he thinks, speaking the way that he speaks, and doing the way that he does, does this. Nothing to do with whether or not you're right with God. Settle it. Nothing to do with your innocence. Everything to do with how close we can draw to him. So intimacy is the first. It's good. Now, I'm gonna give you these, y'all, and you're gonna have to mine it out. Like, I can't, you know, I, I, I could if I could preach for six hours, but I can't. And so you're gonna have to take the principles and hush. You're gonna have to take the principles and Dig into the word of God for yourself to take them further. I'm just giving you a moment to take it in. Take a snapshot, okay? The second, he wants us to have abundant life, y'all. Yeah. Right? He wants us to have abundant life. <laughs> so simple. So simple. God, why do you want to change me continually? Why do you want to challenge my mindset continually? Why do you want me to die to myself continually? Why is it so important that I take on the character and nature of Jesus continually? Because you can't reap life unless you sow life. And you can't sow life unless you're taking on the character and nature of life himself, Jesus. Simple. The Father doesn't want to see us broken. The Father doesn't want to see us in pain. The Father doesn't want to see us in lack. The Father wants to see us sowing life and reaping life. <laughs> Why is sanctification so important? Nothing to do with justification. Everything to do with intimacy. Everything to do with abundant life. Take on life, sow life, reap life. The third, his glory, his name. For his name's sake, right? What did Jesus say to Philip when Philip came to him and said, show us the Father? It probably looked something like, what do you mean, show us the Father? Come on, Philip. Have you really been with me this long? Yes. And you're so dense with love all over it. I don't know that he said dense. That's what it probably looked like. And why? Because Jesus had an understanding of, of, of what that process looked like. He knew that he was here to be the visible expression of the Father God on the planet earth. He knew it. And it's no different for you and I. We are the body of Christ. We are the representation of the person of Jesus on the planet. And the only way that happens, the only way we can, I love how you say it, Dr. Joe, the only way we can represent him well 
is to not mimic, not see something from a distance, but become who he is and let his nature within us and let his life within us work its way from the inside out. And then people go, now I know what Jesus is like. I told my dad something on Father's Day and I wanna say this with incredible sensitivity because I know it's not all of our stories. I said, there's many things I can thank you for, but I wanna thank you for one specific thing, Father's Day. It's not hard for me to believe in the goodness of God. It's not hard for me to believe in the love of God. It's not hard for me to believe in the protection of God, the provision of God. It's not hard for me to believe that he wants to draw me close. It's not hard for me to believe that he wants to pick me up. It's not hard for me to believe any of these things about the character and nature of the Father God because I've seen it in my dad my whole life. So why is sanctification so important? Because if they do not see Jesus in you and me, they do not see Jesus. And if they do not see him, they cannot know him. And the last is accomplishing his mission, accomplishing his will. And the reason that is, is because you cannot separate the will of God and the nature of God. They are one and the same. And so I cannot accomplish the plans and purposes, the will of God in my life, unless I take on that same character in nature. Sanctification doesn't need justification to have purpose and be important. So, understand the season. Embrace the season. And then, you can enjoy the season. When we, in, when we embrace the sanctification process in our lives of becoming more and more like Christ, for those reasons... With those ambitions and connect to those purposes, then following Jesus will be as natural as building a snowman in wintertime and taking a swim in summer and planting flowers in spring and watching the leaves change in fall. Jesus says something beautiful in Matthew eleven twenty eight. It's come to me if you're tired and you're weary and you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. My yoke, it's easy. My burden, it's light. And if we will understand the season and embrace it, then that can become a reality for us instead of just a scripture that we like. Good? Let's pray. West Stanley Christian Ministries is seeking volunteers each third Saturday of the month to be the hands and feet of Christ by delivering food to families in need. For more information, please call 704-888-6406. Thanks for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.